Hey, Secrets of Success listeners, Deanna here. Thank you all so much for joining us. Well, today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. See, NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. Now, how many of you can use some additional information so you can make smarter decisions with your money? It's okay. I'll be the first to raise my hand. Because the nerds have helped me get smarter about things like saving on travel. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night, maybe a a small shopping spree or a fancy dinner or two. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Also, boosting my credit score, since good credit is like a real-life cheat code, seriously, like a real-life cheat code, and then saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie. It just loves a good plot twist. So listen to Merit Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all-new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to a journey of transformation empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book, that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1. The Power Matrix. A master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation. Authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr. Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. 
Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix, today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. I am excited. Today is my, it's a lot going on today, just for this book alone, just for this book alone. Today we're talking about you are a slave and I'm, I'm not going to curtail it. It comes from the book. The book gives you a choice. Are you a free man or are you a slave? Now, what we have to do is we have to discern the book. When I read this chapter back in my poverty days, hit me like a ton of bricks. So I have no intentions on not hitting you like a ton of bricks. You are a slave. The system is designed that way. There is no other way the system is designed. And the system is designed that way because you are a slave. I'm gonna have Grace do a good summary because I know she's read and she was talking about this morning. But I wanna tell you again, you are a slave. It doesn't matter how holy you are or how benevolent you are, how white you are, how black you are. This slavery has nothing to do with the color of your skin or the money in your bank account. You were born a slave or you were born free. And your life has come to that point. It hasn't done anything else. The only thing your life has done is come to the point to where you are a slave or you are free. Grace, give us a good summary. Right. This, this chapter is talking about the camel trader of Babylon. And it starts off talking about a gentleman named Tarkad who is standing in front of a eatery and he's hungry, but he has no money. And he, can't, he knows he can't go in with no money because he can't eat. And he knows he owes people. And it's a gentleman that comes up that he owes, he, and he sees him. Uh, his name is Dabasir. Yeah, Dabasir. And he was like, man, oh man. I, and he knows he owes Dabasir. And he was hoping that Dabasir didn't see him, but you know, he did. So Dabasir is, hey, what's going on, Tarkad? You know, you, you got my money, you know? <laughs> you know? And of course he said, I'm sorry, I, I don't, I don't have it. He said, okay, well, come in here with me. He was going to, Dabasir was going to eat. He said, come in here with me while I eat. And noted he did not offer to, to feed him. So he came and sat down. And Dabasir ordered food and he said, get, get water, get some water for him. So, <laughs> and uh, he was, you know, telling him, you know, why don't you, you know, why don't you have the money to pay back? You know, and, you know, he was giving things, you know, why he, he got ill fortune and all this kind of stuff. So Dabasir said, you know what, I'm gonna tell you a story of how I got from where I was because I too didn't have any money. But I'm gonna tell you this story. And so people heard this, oh, Debussy is about to tell a story. So they, the people that were eating, they came and gathered around to hear the story. And he talked about um, when he was young, you know, he was working with his family or whatever, but he started to owe debts and he couldn't pay them. 
and because he couldn't pay them, uh, he became a slave to Syria. People caught him, took him as a slave because they knew he couldn't pay his debt. So, hey, we're going to make you a slave, take you to Syria. Took him to Syria. One thing I highlighted, he said, being young and without experience, I didn't know that he who spends more than he earns is sowing the winds of needless self-indulgence from which he is sure to reap the whirlwinds of trouble and humiliation. So, you know, he indulged in all the, you know, when he had money, he bought stupid stuff instead of doing what he was supposed to do with the money or whatever. And so um, when they took him as a slave, they was gonna make him a eunuch and he, he did not want that at all. <laughs> so, um, but he took him, uh, he took him to his wife, the gentleman that, you know, took him as a slave, took him to his wives to see if they had any use for him, you know, other than being a eunuch. And they asked him, he, they, one of them said, you know what, I need a camel trader because the ones, the ones we have now, they're terrible. And so the husband asked, hey, are you a camel trader? He said, yeah, I can, I can feed them. I can mount them. I can make them come down and put everything on them or whatever. And I can leave them. He's like, okay, great. You're going to be a, a camel trader. So then story goes on. Uh, slaves are all together or whatever. And something is going on with Dabasir. And he knows, you know, he goes sits by himself. Uh, while all the other slaves are together. And um, one of the wives comes to him because he's sitting in a tent by himself. She say, why are you in here by yourself? He say, well, you know, all the other slaves get together or whatever, but I sit apart because I don't, I'm not a slave. I was born free. She was like, well, if you was born free, what you doing here? Come on now. And, you know, well, why, why are you here as a slave? And, um, you know, he giving her excuses or whatever. And she said, well, Cause he's like, and he kept saying, I'm, I'm not a slave. I was born free. And she said, well, how can you call yourself a free man when your weakness has brought you to this? Uh, if a man has in himself, the soul of a slave, will he not become one, no matter what his birth, even as water seeks his level. If a man has within him, the soul of a free man, will he not become respected and honored in his own city in his, in spite of his misfortune? Now, of course he didn't like what she said because what she said was the truth, but what, what she kept, what she said kept ringing in his mind. And so um, she was, she was telling him, I'm, you know, I'm sitting apart too, because she had a large dowry. And when she got married, you know, you know, she, the reason she got married was because of the large dowry that her father had for, but the husband didn't desire. He didn't desire her because she was barren. She couldn't give birth. So she sits apart from everybody too. And she was asking him, do you desire to repay your debts? And he's like, I do, I do, you know, but I don't see a way to do so. And she told him, well, if you contently let the years slip away and make no effort to repay, then thou hast but the contemptible soul of a slave. No man is otherwise who cannot respect himself and no man can respect himself who does not repay honest <clears throat> debts. That's what she told him. And she, you know, and he, he kept asking, but what can I do? I'm a slave in Syria. She said, well, stay a slave in Syria, weakling. He said, I'm not a weakling. She said, then prove it. He said, ow. Oh. She told him, doesn't the king fight for his enemies in every way he can and with every, every force he has? She said, your debts are your enemies. They ran you out of Babylon. You left them alone and they grew strong, too strong for you. And had you fought them as a man, you could have conquered them and been one honored among the townspeople. But... Thou had not the soul to fight them, and behold, thy pride has gone down until thou art a slave in Syria. 
And so these words, you know, took a hold of him, was punching him in the face. Like these words punched me in the face today. And so he was thinking on them and she, she came to him and she said, hey, do you have the soul of a man, a free man or the soul of a slave? He said, I have a soul of a free man. She said, okay, here's your chance to prove it. <clears throat> Gather some camels. My mom is sick. We're going over there to, you know, so I can tend to her. So when they got there, he said, yeah, I got the soul of a free man. Okay, prove it. This is just your chance to prove it. Everybody drunk. You take these camels and you head, you head out and to go be free. I'll just tell them that you stole, stole the camels and ran away. She said, okay. So he did not know the way back to Babylon, but he, he left, just went into a direction. And as time grew, he's in a desert. So, you know, it's hot outside. It's very hot. And eventually he and the camels ran out of food and water. So one time he just, you know, he got off the camel, fell out, went to sleep. He woke up the next day, said, hey, okay, if I got the soul of a slave, I'm gonna stay here, I'm gonna lay around and I'm gonna die. But I got the soul of a free man. So I gotta keep going. I don't know which way to go. I don't know where Babylon is, but I know I gotta keep going. So something revved up in him. He had the, you know, that, that power in him again and said, okay, we're gonna get up, we're gonna keep going because him and the, he, 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 he and the camels were out of there, okay? <laughs> They've been in the area they were going, it was a bunch of, you know, sharp rocks and things like that. So, you know, it's hurting the feet of the camels and everything like that. But he got himself and the camels up. They started forth again. And eventually they got to, they found water and then they found grass and fruit to eat for himself and the camels. And he kept going, he kept going to eventually, he got to Babylon because he was determined to pay his debts because he said, my debts were my enemies, were my enemies, but the men I owed were my friends for they had trusted me and believed in me. So I gotta go back and I gotta repay my debts. And he ended up finding trail to Babylon because the soul of a free man looks at life at a series of problems to be solved and solves them while the soul of a slave whines, what can I do? Who am I but a slave? Who am but a slave? So he ended up finding his way back to Babylon. And he said, well, the determination is the way can be found. Wow, man, you stop right there. Your theme for the day is become Dabaseer. Now, this is what I want you to do. I'm gonna ask all of you not to multitask. And I'm gonna call every person here a slave and you're not gonna like it. And there is nothing about this class that you will like today. And when the time you finish processing, you're going to say, well, he wouldn't even mean because I'm not going to be. But I'm going to give you the truth. I'm going to give you the whole truth. You are a slave. And I don't mean this from some matrix talk. I don't mean esoterically. I mean, you are trapped in debt slavery. Every last one of you. Now, I want you to process a bit of information first, because some of you have money. You're a rich slave. Congratulations. You're no different than an NFL football player or basketball player. You are a wealthy slave. I told Tempest three days ago, I said, I want you to be well-versed in the 48 Laws of Power. And I don't want you to use the 48 laws of power as manipulation because your law of attraction is strong and everything coming to you is a blessing. But I want you to account for the culture 
of corporate America. And I do not want you to use these 48 laws of power to manifest. That's unnecessary. Some people will. You don't have to. But what I want you to do is know when they're being used against you. Your job, Tempest, I said these exact words, is to be a good Negro when you have to be, a thinking Negro when you have to be, a dedicated Negro when you have to be, and a God at all times is exactly what I told her. Now, of course, you don't like that. But that doesn't stop the fact that what I said is accurate. Because in some situations, they're going to want a thinking slave. In some situations, they're going to want a dedicated slave. She's, she's new man on the ship. Who you think they want working on Christmas? Come on, help me somebody. You understand what I'm saying? Folk been there 10, 15, 11, you know, 11 years. They got seniority. They're going to pull it too. Oh, come on now. Y'all don't want to play with me. Y'all don't remember y'all had jobs before. They're going to pull it. And she's going to have to be a dedicated slave. I was talking to a group of white people during Bible study in, I don't know, 2014. It was fantastic. I loved it. It was probably my favorite Bible study. It was some weird white people, which is fine by me because everybody I like is weird. I don't like normal people. They get on my nerves. And the head pastor was seven feet tall, as big as me, with a long ponytail. And he started a church for bikers. So this is right up my alley. This is, this is right up my alley. I mean, absolutely right up my alley. And we sitting in his home, beautiful home, and have these fantastic white people. I keep stressing the color because something's about to happen. And they're all 60 plus years old. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just 30 and I'm listening. And of course, by this time I got my bachelor's. I don't have a master's just yet, but I got my bachelor's. And it's just fantastic. And I spend nine months with them every Tuesday and Thursday. And this is what they did. They did Bible and biscuits. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Bible and biscuits. The biscuits were homemade. The gravy was home. Bible and biscuits. I'm not, I can't make that up. Yeah. Bible and biscuits. Bible and biscuits. And one of these times we get to something about slavery. And of course, I'm the only black person in the room and they get nervous. <laughs> and the head pastor sits there and he, tell, he looks me dead in the eye. And he says, oh, he's also a cop. I've left that part out. He's a cop too. I left that part out. He's a cop for the, the Galveston. Well, it doesn't matter. He's a, he's a cop. And he looks at me and he says, I understand your plight of being a black man in America. Now I'm shocked because I'm like, how the hell you understand? I mean, you know, <laughs> I know. how you understand? He says, I understand when I ask myself this one question, do I want to be a black man in America? Mm. And then he said these words, I'll never, ever, ever, ever forget it. 
He says, we tend to be insensitive, but none of us would ever trade places with you. Hmm. And the beautiful Bible conversation happened after that. Now, in Richest Man in Babylon, we're not talking about American slavery, but Nam one of you want to play, trade places with a slave. Mm-hmm. Not a Nam one. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Yet, you have no idea you are a slave. They've invented a new slavery, debt slavery. Now, of course, you disagree because disagreement is the easiest way to have an emotion. But you should know in the next five minutes, I will plant some seeds in you that will do one, make you very angry, or two, release you from that anger. Because the truth is, money has found this level in you. And that level is also equivalent to your slavery. And there's two or three of you that have good, some good amount of money. And I promise you, I promise you, if nobody else agree with me, Monica Hernandez does. She ain't got no choice. Whole bunch of money. Pandemic happened. Now she back to a whole bunch of money. But that pandemic showed up. And that pandemic showed her, damn, I was a slave this whole time. Dabashir is born a free man like everybody here. But debts made him a slave. Now you're going to say, I'm not a slave, but if you have a house note and you pay that house note, you are a slave. You're going to say, I'm not a slave, but if you have a car note and you pay that car note, you are a slave. You're going to say, but I'm never late on a payment. And I'm going to say the same thing I told the Tempest. You a good slave. Congratulations. You slaved well. Now, of course, you don't like this. And Jerome cussing me right now. But I can assure you. Grace, Google debt slavery for me, please. I want you to process with fervent prayer with the spirit of the Lord, with the peace of Islam, with the tolerance of Sikhs and the open-mindedness of followers of Shiva. I want you to receive wholeheartedly. If you owe anybody money, and you pay that money, you are a slave. If you owe anybody money, I don't even want that one. Get off of that one. No, no, go. Okay. Show, yeah, say it again, but I don't want that one. You pulled that one up last time. If you owe anybody money and your assets pay every bit of that, then you ain't no slave. Congratulations. I want that Wikipedia one. Let's read this real quick. I'm going to read it, Grace. 
my voice is angering people right now. I want to keep it that way. Debt bondage, also known as debt slavery, bonded labor, pitiage, is the pledge of a person's services, put a pin in that, as security for the repayment of a debt or other obligation. Where the terms of repayment are not clearly or reasonably stated. The person who holds the debt has thus some control over the laborer whose freedom depends on the undefined debt repayment. That ought to piss everybody in here off. Debt bondage, also debt slavery. Bonded labor, pinage. Let's break all that down. Debt bondage, don't need to break it down. You understand that already. Copy and paste this all the way to that first, that second period that debt repayment is sent it to Deanna. Debt bondage, you don't need, you know, I don't need to explain that. I can't tell you nothing, Xandra. You already know. I can't. I ain't going to say that. But this debt slavery, though, we got we to gotta process this information for a little bit. Because we, we don't like this slave word. Uh-oh. Stop your screen real quick, Grace. You hate this slave word so much that in the Bible, you turned it into servant. Dr. Ken Johnson, would you, would you, would you come confirm for me, please? He's a pastor. Yes, sir. Okay. Every time the Bible says servant, that Greek word is slave. And you are to be a slave to your Lord a slave to your Christ, a slave. And the reason why you don't like that word is because you live on the other side of American slavery. So slavery is a bad thing. It's a terrible thing. But let me tell you what slavery or bonded slavery or bondage has always meant from Babylon to the Assyrian Empire, to the beginning of the world, to the Fertile Crescent, to Between Two Rivers and Mesopotamia, to the Garden of Eden and Pangaea, it has always meant that I am in debt to the one who controls my debt and I extend service. Rewind, press play. Let's talk about your Lord, Arshia paid a debt for you. Come on, help me somebody. Therefore, it, you must give service to your Lord. So much to the point, Sister Booker, well, Paul comes back and say, it's your reasonable service to be enslaved and sacrifice for your God. I beseech you, brothers, on the mercies of God. Don't, don't act like I'm not in Romans 12. You, you understand? Right. You, you, Paul says, 
It's your reasonable service to be a slave to the one who put all this together for you because you are a sacrifice because he was a great sacrifice. So don't give God your life that's already been given. Give God your living is what Paul's, oh, shucks. Living sacrifice, forget your life. The great sheep did that. Those slain lambs standing did that. But your living? Yeah. That's Come why on you guys, now. That's it. Come that's, on now. That's real and I'm not, this, I'm just telling you what the first century understanding of slavery was. I don't give a doggone if you like the Bible or not. I'm going, this is hermeneutics. I'm telling you what the first century standard of slavery was. You are indebted to your Lord. Give your Lord your service. And if you are out here right now generating any type of service for income, you a slave. And if that service is you, you a slave. And if you disagree with me, take somebody money and see how quickly you become a slave. Help me somebody. You coach somebody and they give you $9,000 and see how quickly, soon as you take somebody money, you owe them. Who know what I'm talking about? Y'all some entrepreneurs now. You're right. That you, you can't take nobody money and don't expect to be their slave until service is fulfilled. Dabasir is a free man, but a slave. I asked Grace this morning. She answered it properly, but she left out one of them. I said, Grace, when was Dabasir a free man? Go ahead, Grace. He was a free man before he got into debt. Great answer. He was a free man after he paid the debt, huh? Yeah. He's also a free man at the beginning of this chapter because he's the one telling the story. That's the one you left out. What you left out is folk owe him money and they mad that they owe him money. And he said, let me tell you, long, let me tell you, young bucks, a little story. And it's a free man who was a slave telling the story. And I'm here to tell you, I live my life 100% free. But I was a slave. And I know a slave when I see one. I don't, I don't. I owe everybody everything. I ain't got to pay a damn thing. It's going to get paid through assets I never had to work for again. I just told Law this morning, let's shoot for $20,000 in 60 days. Not a, not a single dime is going to come from me. If you got money, but you have to continue to protect whatever you got. 
you a slave. At some point in your financial journey, you should have so much, you don't even know you got it. Listen to me, here's your, here's your new money goal. Have so much money, money ain't a goal. Oh, shucks. You need to have so much money, money ain't even a goal. And I know doggone well, nobody on this call fit that bill. This is offensive because the content is offensive. It ain't me. But I get to rub in your face your situation so you can account for it because anything you can account for, you can control. And Dabasir was a free man. But he was a slave the whole time he was a free man. Hear me well. I posted it in the chat. How can you call yourself, let me do it again, just for anybody who longed on. How can you call yourself a free man when your weakness has brought you to this? If a man has in himself the soul of a slave, will he not become one no matter what his birth? Even as water seeks to level, if a man has within him the soul of a free man, will he not be respected and honored in his own city in spite of his misfortune? Grace said that. I reposted it. Everything you need to know. I could lose every single dime I have right now. I could lose, I could, ATS can fold, crumble, wash over. I will still be honored and respected. And I will still in 24, 48 hours, 30 days, get everything I lost right back. My goal over the next September 30th to September 30th is to make you be too smart to be broke. Hmm. But what's that? What's that lady I like to quote? Uh, Bobby, this is Shirley. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be cool. Yeah, woman to woman. I don't know if you're going to be cool with me. No, what you say? Or come out of a bag. I don't know. I don't know if y'all gonna be cool with this or come out of a bag. But Barbara, this is Shirley. But it really don't make a difference. <laughs> it really doesn't. That's what she said. But it really don't make a difference. The clothes on this back is now. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? I just Barbara, this is Shirley. This is where I'm at. Whether you are cool with me or you come out of a bag, don't matter to me. Cause I'd rather you mad at me, prove me wrong, and get rich. Yeah. than to be comfortable with me and do nothing. Okay, Arshia got what I just said. Yeah. Let's process a lot of information. I want to stick just with this quote for now. How can you call yourself a free man when your harvest, God dog it, has brought you to this point? 
check your harvest. Here's how you know when you are not free. You got $200,000 saved up and it's dwindling every day. Rewind, press play. You got $200,000 saved up and every day it dwindles. You are not free. So what I'm trying to do is I'm, I'm trying to I want, I'm, I want to speak to the Kens, I want to speak to the Susans, and I want to speak to the Graces. I want to speak to the Renees. I want to speak to the Anthonys. I want, I want to speak to folk who got trust funds. I want to speak to folk because it's a few people in ATS that got trust funds. I want to speak to the folk who flipping merchandise right now. However it is, if you don't own the pot of gold factory, but you flipping the pots, you a slave. I don't, it don't matter. I don't care how much, how much gold you flipping. If you're not manufacturing, can you, you sent some business quotes to Kevin, Kevin Vaughn. We talk to Kevin Vaughn almost every day via email. Ask for some business quotes. Dan, can you, you got them type down? Can, can you share your screen real quick? I want y'all to look at some of the business quotes I said to him. Some of y'all know. One of them you don't, or two of them you don't. Is this okay? She's going. She's doing all sorts. Just, just, share, just, just, just share your social security number while you're at it. <laughs> all right, that is that it? There you go. Number one rule of economics is I have the one with you want, but not selling. All right, got that one. Okay, greatest invention of mankind. Got that one. You live in a value-based economy. I got that one. But but let's check this last one though. If you want to make six figures, stay a week ahead of people. If you want to make seven figures, stay a month ahead of people. If you want to be a billionaire, control the industries. The six and seven-figure people dominate. Yeah, I missed it. Just copy and paste it to it. Everybody here playing a six, seven, and an eight-figure game. The billionaires control the six, seven, and eight-figure game. You're never going to make yourself wealthy as a slave. I don't care what they tell you. What did Dabisay have to do? Dabisay had to go back to his shame, repay all his debts off a tenth at a time, a fifth at a time, etc. It wasn't until he repaid his debts to people that he became a free man again. This is not an argument for debt free. This is an argument that once he repaid his debt, the camels became his slave. And the people trading the camels became more of his slaves. You out here building a business on Facebook, thinking you getting rich. And you might get rich, a rich slave. Because as long as Facebook is not yours, there's a billionaire controlling the industry. 
you posting in. Say what you want. Say what you want. You, you can get on Zoom call, coach all your class. As long as you know the CEO of Zoom is a billionaire and his network skyrocketed during the pandemic, me and you are fine. You can sell cards, Pokemon cards. You can sell hair. I don't care what you do. Supplements, weave, hoopties, Cadillacs, soft drinks. If you're not bottling the drinks, you a slave. If you don't own the railroad tracks, you a slave. If you don't own the land that the cows are grazing on, you a slave. You can own cows all you want to. But if you don't own the butcher shop and the railroads that take it to Walmart, you a slave. Back when Phil's mom and dad was growing up, they called that vertical leadership. There's a difference between vertical leadership and horizontal leadership, or vertical ownership or horizontal ownership. I give you horizontal ownership. Horizontal ownership is to, here we go. This is Charmone's Shea Butter. Charmone owns the contents inside the Shea Butter. Somebody like me convince her this package, if you buy it, you can own it. That's a damn lie. That's a lie. She don't own this. She don't own this package. I own the package. She leased to own the package from me. And then I convince you, well, if you buy more, you'll save more. That's a lie. You're still spending money. You're not saving money. You're spending money. You're just spending money properly. You're still spending money. Horizontal leadership is when you own the shea butter, but you don't own the packaging. You don't own the plastic. You don't own the top. You don't own the ink. Vertical ownership, leadership, is when you own the shea butter. When you own whatever chemicals you use, when she owned the charcoal plant. When she owns the plastic and when she can get in there and remanufacture this little bottle to something else bottle for a hurricane or something, that's when she owns it. It's the reason why the next hurricane to hit continental US, Budweiser will have water in Budweiser cans that say water. Because Budweiser own. Your personal finances, you're a slave. I told you Les Brown's far nicer than me. Les Brown says, it's people who have it, people who don't, people who have not yet figured out how to get it. That's a lie. There ain't no not yet figured out how to get it. You a slave or you are free. But I tell you, I got $500,000. Okay. Is it dwindling every day? Slave. 
doesn't matter. I could die when if I when I die and leave my kids money, they are slaves. Slaves with money until they learn how to do what I did and leave their kids money. You're slaves. Well, I mean, the Rothschilds aren't slaves. Maybe not the first and second and third generation, but the rest of them are slaves. Paris Hilton, slave, until she monetized her, her likeness. Y'all laugh at Kim Kardashian. She a billionaire off a of sex tape. That's the, that's the craziest thing I ever heard of. A sex tape billionaire. That's insane. God bless America. Dabasir finds himself a slave and the lady has to check him. Let's, let's, let's finish this text. If a man is sold of a slave, won't he find himself there? Every last one of you have found yourself to slavery. And you, now, I'm going to tell you, you ain't got no soul of a slave. That don't mean you believe that. You took everybody else's opinion of you. You washed that thing out. Somebody asked me one time, so you don't believe in rules? <laughs> no, I don't believe in rules. Why not? And I said, wisely, it's on camera somewhere, some interview. I said wisely, well, rules are written by winners to uphold your poverty condition. They didn't like this. Okay. I've been, I've been me whole time. I ain't stopping. I act like this in high school. I have. I asked Monica. I've been like this. I was quiet though. But I've been like this the whole time. I ain't never changed. Ain't gonna change. The more money I get, the bolder I get. It ain't changing. I'm not changing. And I said two things. I said, well, Brother Polite says he's never lived in a black neighborhood a day in his life. And they was like, they was mad at me. I grew up in a black neighborhood. I said, no, 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 you didn't. Brother Polite says the streets are owned by the dominant culture, the building is owned by the dominant culture, the rag that you're wearing is owned by the dominant culture, the gas station down the street is owned by the dominant culture. You live in a white neighborhood populated by black people. Mm. You live in a white neighborhood populated by black people. The building is owned by the dominant culture. The gas station is owned by the dominant culture. The red bandana and the blue bandana is owned by the dominant culture. The street lights owned by the dominant culture. The government owned by the dominant culture. The gas station up the street owned by the dominant culture. The corner store and the hamburgers owned by the dominant culture. The liquor store owned by the dominant culture. You live in a white neighborhood populated by black people. They didn't like that either. So they challenged me again. Well, if you don't believe in rules and you're saying anarchy, I said, that's dumb. Unless I'm profiting from anarchy, I don't want it. They didn't like that either. But then I said, well, let me explain what I'm talking about. Do you believe in traffic lights? And they said, yeah, it does. See it every time. I said, all right, no problem. 
So I don't believe in traffic lights. I see them. I respect them, but I don't believe them. If it's two o'clock in the morning and I got to go somewhere, I'm running that red light. Let me tell y'all right now on live recording, I'm running every red light I can get. I ain't stopping at no stop. I'm not. I'm not stopping at no stop signs. I ain't running. I'm running every red light. I'm stopping at no stop signs. I'm going to win every court case. I am. It's traffic. I'm the only one there. The stoplight is controlling traffic. Ain't no traffic. Yana, let me go. So then they asked the dumb question. It's an obvious question. I saw it coming. Well, what if it's a policeman right there? Well, I'm going to stop. So you do believe in it. You, so you scared of the police? I said, no. First off, another car equals traffic. And if I run the stoplight, then I got to pay money to somebody pension that ain't mine. And as weird as you think my thinking is, everybody owning industries is weird like me. It's the truth. Kanye West be dropping a lot of knowledge. He just, he's, he's got a tone and a <laughs> stranglehold you. It's true. Elon Musk too. It's true. Yeah. Mad at him buying Twitter, mad at him not buying Twitter. I mean, run your race because money is finding its level in you. And if you have any any money that you got to pay out your pocket, you are a slave. And so this is what you say. You say things like, well, I mean, I work and I got my retirement. Don't ever believe in your retirement again. That's one of the, that's one of the greatest robberies I've ever seen on planet Earth, retirement. I don't know a single person. I know, I know somebody that just got approved for retirement for life. Through the, they worked at the hospital in retirement for life. And they like, yes, victory. You a damn lie. That is not a victory. I don't know a single person on planet earth getting retirement that you deserve. Mm. I've never seen it. You're not going to give me pennies on a dollar when I didn't give my work pennies on a no. dollar. Watch it. Now let's process this information for a moment. Let's say you make $20 an hour. As soon as you hit the $20 mark of effort, you, you should have the whole next 58 minutes off. Oh, see, there I go with that weird thinking again, Free. Let's do it again. Hold on. Let's do it again. Let's see if we get everybody with me. Let's do it again. You make $20 an hour. Working for somebody like me, you're doing that in two minutes. So you ought to, you ought to, ah, 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 hit my twenty dollars. Got the next fifty-eight minutes off. <laughs> no, I need an additional twenty dollars now for the next fifty-eight minutes. There you go. You know, it's, it's, either way, you know, what I'm or or I can work sixty minutes and be done for the day. Okay, but 
But that ain't what they did for your retirement high. Yeah. All right, then. Retirement's a scam. I'm not telling you don't take it, don't get it, don't. No, you get everything that's yours. I'm telling you, you, somebody said, tell you you don't even drive. You don't even recognize your level of slavery. So how do you get out this slavery? Well, it's simple. I will have no other debt that other people are not paying for. I've been saying it the whole, I've been, every day, I I pulled it out every day. When Grace first started working me, I said, listen, this is what you're going to do. You're going to, tell them what I told you, Grace. She owed her pastor $2,000. Tell them what I told you. You're going to go to your pastor and you're going to tell him. How long did you owe it? Was it two years? Mm-hmm. Two years. Said, uh, what you're gonna do is go to your pastor and you tell him, Pastor, I'm gonna start paying you so much amount of money every month to wait until I pay you all, pay it off, say pay off my two thousand dollar debt to you. He said, Oh, okay. Because Antonio said, because until you do, nothing you do will be blessed. Now, where do you think I got that from? Richest man in Babylon, chapter eight. Grace, you a dabbasir, you a slave. Go on on back, tell your pastor, I ain't got it. But what I do got, it took you what, a year to pay off or two years? A year. I know, I know it was like, I know it was a year for sure. It took a year to pay off $2,000. So you can just, you can, you can just divide. Because she had bills and stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's how you got to do your debt if you got to. I got 20% money allocated for my debt. This is all y'all getting. Nah, I'm gonna divide you up or not. You tell, well, I didn't divide my money. What? You ain't getting nothing. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That's all you got. But until you generate money, you're a slave. So everybody, listen, write this down, do everything I say. The goal is to generate income, not make it. There are three ways to exist in income. Way number one, you trade time for money. Way number two, your money makes money. Way number three, multiple streams of income. These are the only three ways on planet Earth to exist in money. And if you ain't doing either of these, you live with your mama, you live with your daddy, you are homeless under a bridge, some government agency that they trying to rehaul every election period. That's what's happening to you. Only three ways to exist in money. There's only four ways to exist in a capitalistic society. Are we clear that I'm telling you the first thing was three ways to exist in money. I'm giving you, I'm moving to solutions. Let let those who who, who hear, hear. I've got nothing else to do with that. 
There are only four ways to exist in a capitalistic society. One, have a job. A job can be you own a business, whatever that may be, it doesn't matter. Two, be on welfare. Three, be a criminal. Four, be a prisoner. And I don't mean that esoterically. I mean jail, the big house. Chipping the rocks with a pickaxe. The Green Mile, the Shawshank Redemption. You know, I mean, you understand. I mean, jail, jail. You understand. You know, you know, black folks say something twice. I mean, for real. Jail, jail. All right. Ooh, this is getting ugly. <laughs> <laughs> There's only four ways you can exist. Now, before I move on, let's go back to these three ways because I want to show you how these two things, these two categories tie in together. Oh, let me give you one more thing. Let me give you one more thing. There's only two ways to get money. The first one was existing money. Y'all ain't finding this nowhere in no book. There, there ain't none of this in no book. I gave you existing money. I gave you existing capitalistic society. And I'm now giving you get money. There's only two ways on planet Earth to get money. Number one, sell what you know. Number two, collect money. That's it. That was anticlimactic. That's it. Now, let me go all the way back up. Three ways to exist in money. I'm going to give you percentages now. You cannot disagree with these percentages because we live on the right side of data. Maybe if this was 1900, I don't mean 1900s, I mean 19, anything before the computer, I right, did. You could disagree. But we got a lot of data now. 96% of this world is controlled by 1% of income earners. Please tell me I'm lying. Okay. So in three ways, when you, when you get your notes, you're going to repaste your, your three ways to exist in money. And I want you to put trade time for money, 96% of the people. 96% of people on earth with an F are trading time for money. One way or the other. You go, well, I, I own my own business. Yeah, but you're still an employee. You still got an employee mindset. So what you did is you switched check to check for client to client. Mm. Boy, I am Otis. I, 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 somebody got to do it. Somebody got to do it. You switch check to check for client to client, check to check for stage to stage, check to check for website to website. Don't matter. You live from each sale. Yeah. That's not okay. You understand? Okay. 3% of the world is making income, get income. Yeah. How we know this? Because we call it the top 2%. We call it top 2%, top 3%. We, we, we know this. 
We got the data, mm-hmm. which means 1% of the world got multiple streams of income at work. It's 1%. That's Yes. Okay. Elon Musk just bought Twitter for 44 billion and lost 125 billion the next day on Tesla. That's true. It's, 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 y'all know I, I stay on top of these news things. Do you understand the lifestyle you got to live to pay 44 billion and lose 125 billion in a 24-hour period? That's insane. That's insane. It's the truth. It's, it's the truth. 1% of the world makes multiple streams of income work. Now everybody process this information. Grace, is a dollar a hundred still? Is that, is that, is that still? Yes. Yes. Is a whole still a hundred? Yes. And does percentage still mean out of 100 multiplied by 100. Yes. So what we're saying is, no matter how Christian or Muslim I am, math is still math. Yes. If I disagree, is math still math? Yes. If I don't like Antonio, is math still math? Yes. So if 96 people are trading time for money, and I most, and I, I equate that to a percentage, that's 96%. Yes? Yes. That also means that's 96 pennies, don't it? Yes. That means it's three cents, it's four cents left. Yes? Yes. Grace, if 1% controls that 96%, that means 1% got 96 cents. Yes. The 3%, like Anthony, saying, I'm going to get mine. So he got three cents. Yes which leaves a penny left. Yes. Can someone tell me where the penny is? The 96 people fighting over 96 people fighting over a penny. And if you ever have a job, I have a job right now. Tell me how I don't feel like that. See. I like that every day when I had a job. <laughs> 96 people fighting over a penny. And you say, but I make $133,000 a year. Here's how you know that you fighting over a penny. Most cutthroat people in the corporate America, six-figure folk, because they know doggone well. They lose this, it's going to be hard to get it back. Come on, somebody help me. They're going to figure out a way to keep theirs, and if it involves getting rid of you to keep theirs, oh, they're going to do that first. They're going to do that first. Why? Because when I make six figures, I got to have a house. And I'm not going to lose my house. Oh, y'all don't want to play with me, man. Don't play on me. This is why when we get divorced, we start dividing stuff up. Oh, it was ours when I loved you. Yeah. Now that you with that floozy, I'm, I'm cutting all this in half. Whole TV, half a TV now. Chainsaw. This is what we do. This is exactly what we do. So 96 people are fighting over a penny. And we are, and this is how you know you're a slave. But Monica, we already proved the penny ain't even a penny. The penny ain't got inflation on it yet, ain't got taxes on it yet. Y'all don't want to map. See, man. That's that. Three ways 
Like what I said, oh, four ways to be in a capitalistic society. The truth is, can I? I need Sister Booker's permission. Sister Booker, how 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 actually none of them ways don't work, Antonio. Have a job ain't cool because you then you still gotta be fighting over the penny, and the rest of them is just uh, unheard of. We not we not taking that. Ain't, ain't none of them working, and I'm giving you I'm telling you how the system works, and I'm giving you solutions at the same time. We gotta ask you know I, know, I gotta ask the church mother. A hundred percent truth, or candy with the medicine. Sister Booker, which 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 one am I doing? I'm, I I don't know. We are gonna let her decide. We are gonna let her decide. We gonna, gonna let her decide. I don't know, because what happens next? Okay, I'll give you candy. I I'll, I'll give you candy. You have a job. They don't want you to have a job. I'm gonna prove this with 100% certainty, 100% facts. 100% verifiable facts is I'm gonna to prove to you they don't want you to have a job, they don't want you to be a welfare, they don't want you to be a criminal, they want you to be a prisoner. I'm gonna prove it. I can prove this with 100% facts. You give me 30 seconds, I'll prove it. What country on planet Earth had the most slaves? Not, not, no, no, not, 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 not somebody, not Grace or Diana. Go ahead. Brazil. The U.S. U.S. had slaves. Brazil is also correct a different way, especially sex trafficking. Now, let's process this information. What country today has the most jails, <laughs> prisons, jail cells, and inmates? Come on, help me, somebody. The U.S. The U, it, it's not even close. Let's, now let's 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 think about this for a moment. We had the most slaves and built to put black people in, I, I, and I'm a see. That's why see. <laughs> was the whole economy up? That, that's so don't I, get me started. That's why, that doing, that's, that's why I'm doing the candy. That's, a hot button. that's why I'm doing the candy. I did the candy. I, I did the candy because. Church mother didn't tell me that I did the candy. I did the candy because there's a reason. There's something on this way how that happened. The United States has the most prisoners because we had the most slaves. There is a correlation. There is every great country on the planet today still or was invented from free labor. Russia, child labor. China, child labor. America, child labor. Russia, communist labor. America, slave labor. China, communist labor. United Kingdom, child labor. United Kingdom, slave labor. Harvard just released two days ago that they're going to allocate a hundred million dollars for their role of profiting in American slavery. You can look it up yourself. Mm. You can look it up yourself. And Antonio, one of the reasons for that is because they have to invent a new economy. That's see, right. so they don't have the old economy of slavery. 
So now they built the jails to put the black people in so they can build their new economy and it's a big booming industry. It, you can hear it go down wrong no, no, no. with that's, me. That's, I'm that's, go in if you keep it up. That's hundred percent correct. When we when we 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 defeated two things and we had 37 million black people in America, they didn't know what to do with it, so they figured it out. But I'll leave that alone for right now. Listen, 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 Linda, listen, Linda, listen. I am telling you that in a capitalistic society, unearned income is the holy grail of it all. The holy grail of it all, unearned income. To get a dollar, pay out a penny. And they don't care if you love the Lord or look like them. Everybody can get it now. I'm going to speak of American politics. Republicans, steaming piles of turds. Democrats, steaming piles of turds in a gift box. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. Every election year, Democrats come to you. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Republicans act like me. Uh, you you lose it anyway. Might as well. They 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 just cut throat. You know what I'm saying? They do this. Steaming piles of turd. Steaming piles of turd with confetti and gift wrap on it. Same thing. In a capitalist society, it is not meant for you to win. It is meant for you to be the product. Why? Because mm. constitutionally, the United States government can't come out here and start a business. Can someone with wisdom tell me how the government, all governments make money, all democratic governments make money? Please. No, it's only one way. Taxes. Taxes. There is no other stream of income. Taxes. I don't care if you call it a tariff. That's a tax. <laughs> A Mercedes Benz is a Chevy Cavalier in Europe. It's only a luxury car yep. in America because yep. of the tariff put on it. Yep. I dare you go to France and watch the police cars driving around the Benzes. Yep. 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 And then when we ship out the Chevy Cavalier on that ship, it's got a tariff. <laughs> it's got a tariff on it. They over there riding around in the bumblebee car. It's a luxury car over there right now. Tariff. Tariff is a tax. Remember, we went to war for no taxation without representation. America is a country founded on no taxes. Only the taxes. Everybody wants you back in unearned income. Doesn't matter if you look like Otis. Don't matter if you look like Monica. Don't matter if you look like Susan or Antonio. You can have a beard or no beard. You could be transgender. You can have sexual orientation, sexual preference. You could be handicapped. They got taxes on Hoya lifts. Doesn't matter. It don't matter. Debt slavery. Pull it back up, Grace. Pull it back up. Debt slavery has no respect to person. Your job 
is to be. Tony, they got taxes on money that has already been taxed once. <laughs> you can't die without a tax. It's a death tax. Shut up. We renamed it to estate tax. I'm not lying. <laughs> It's called an estate tax. It's called an estate tax now. Tax. They got all kinds of cloak and dagger names. <laughs> it, used be, it used to be called a death tax. Folk ain't like that. Now it's called an estate tax. Wow. Antonio, they got a tax. If you have a house and you pay for it, yeah. you know you got to pay a tax to get a them tax. to send the deed to your house to tell, to tell the city or the county, oh, that's his house now. But he, he got to pay a tax for that. It's the truth. Right, Grace, highlight for me where the terms of re second sentence, where the terms of repayment are not clearly or reasonably stated. The person who holds the debt has them some control over the labor. Stop right there, Grace. Let's take it. Let's take Anthony's example. Because I want you to, you got to realize propaganda has told you I am militant. Mm -hmm. If you dark skin, I'm going to prove it to y'all. Every religion that is dark skin is a terrorist and you hate it. There is no such thing as the Middle East and your whole Bible exists in Africa. I am sorry to tell that to you. I'm sorry to report to you that that was an African story. You Christians still light incenses to this day. And every time y'all hate witchcraft, the whole doggone Bible is full of what you call witchcraft. The whole Christianity is full of what you call witchcraft. You literally pray at an altar because Christianity is an African religion. You just you wash it. You just wash you it. Oh my God. You just wash it. American Christianity is a trademark. It's not Christianity. It's not. I'm sorry. It's not. This is what it is. That's just historicity. American Christianity is not Christianity. It is American Christianity. It is the exact reason why the KKK is a KKK is a denomination of Christianity. That's got nothing to do with me. Propaganda makes you hear me as militant. Mm -hmm. That's your job. If I was Asian, propaganda will make you hear me as too intelligent for you to pull it off. If I was Hispanic, propaganda will make you hear me as a new Republican. <laughs> you ain't lying. You ain't lying. <laughs> I'm just the Bernie Mac of this truth. You understand what I'm saying, Jerome? I just, I just say what y'all scared to say. You understand what I'm saying? I'm just Bernie Mac of this truth. If I was white, you call me a genius. You you be you be you be trying to invest right now. Just is what it is. In America, to be American is to be white. All else is hyphenated. You didn't even process that information to just now. That's why they call you a black American. <laughs> In anything that's not white is hyphenated. Latin American. You pick one. Don't matter. It don't matter. So I know your cognitive dissonance is picking up. 
And I know you finding all sorts of ways to disagree with me. But it ain't me you disagreeing with. There's a policeman in your head. That was a whole movement in the 70s. It really was. That was a whole movement in the 70s. Get the policemen out of our heads. And they did a good job. There would be no seminars without this movement. There would be no, there would be no, you would, there would be no seminars without, there were no seminars in the 60s. There were no seminars in the 70s. That's a movement that came out of the 70s. I did the, no. No, 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 no. Yeah, I need y'all to, I need, see, that's why y'all need to be history buffs. The stuff repeats itself. The only way to exist in a capitalistic society that they want for you is unearned income. And if they can't put you in jail, they're going to put you in debt slavery. Mm. If, they, if they can't put Susan in jail, they're going to put Susan in $10,000 in credit card debt. If they can't put Sister Booker in jail, they're going to give Sister Booker a house. I dare you to go on out there and find the real rich people and see if they own their houses. Mark Zuckerberg finds a way to not pay for his house every single year through deductions, and I ain't mad at him. God bless him for it. Mortgage is a Latin word that means till death. I could do this all day long. We needed these lessons earlier in life. <laughs> Real talk. Real talk. We needed these lessons earlier in life. Your job is to be unearned income. And the only way to get your freedom back is to flip the system and you get unearned income. And they will gladly let you in. And it needs to be more good people with unearned income because good people with unearned income do good things with the unearned income. You can't even have a business with integrity in a capitalistic society. This is why when y'all hear stuff from me, you hate it because it's different. When I tell you $4,000, for computer programming for four years, you go, man, that's a lie. Ain't nobody that good. We, we, we know, me and Jerome talked about this yesterday. We know half of y'all still waiting on me to be a criminal when he gonna start stealing from us. We, <laughs> we know it. We know it. We know half of y'all still waiting. It's been five years. I still ain't slipped up yet. Boy, I'm a good con man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we know it. We know for sure you're still waiting. You're still waiting. You're still waiting. You're still waiting. I get it. But here is the unadulterated truth, the, the unwatered down, no sugar in the, and no candy in the medicine truth. They don't like you educated. They like you entertained. And every single time they pass a law that you would scream about, they kill somebody, they start some riot, they start some war on TV, and they pass a law and that stuff go down quickly. As soon as that law pass, the stories move on. Yeah, I don't read laws. 
Chris Rock said in Head of State in his movie, maybe if you put some laws on a Beyonce CD or something, and then maybe I would listen to him, read the laws to him or something. He did. He did say it in Head of State. One of my favorite movies. He did say that. Only way to exist in a capitalist society is to be unearned income as a prisoner. And the only way to flip that, you have to make your money a prisoner instead of making people a prisoner. Somebody here listening to me right now is saying, you know what? I think he right. Yes. Yes. I know he right. <laughs> For sure. This is what happens. This is what happens. This is what happens. This is why I tell you all the time, the, lie, the most lied on generation that has ever happened is baby boomers. The problem is, though, baby boomers create their own situation. No offense. No offense. But when y'all got the office in the 80s, y'all wrote the laws that you're now paying for. <laughs> Your generation has been in there for 45 years as senator. <laughs> That's, that ain't got nothing to do with me. That had nothing to do with me. A lot of people want to say, well, you know, the problem with America is Congress don't look like America. I agree, but that ain't what the real problem. The real problem is, the problem with America is men who are 80 years old mm. is making laws. Mm. That's the real problem. And they only benefit them. <laughs> what, you, what you think you're going to do when you 80 and tired of doing the, the young man race? What you think you're going to do? You're going to protect your wealth. Yeah. If I don't want you catching up with me, I'm going to write a law. And you know how easy it used to be to be a real estate agent? It's hard as hell now. Yeah. It is. Read the, read the, I mean, watch the documentary, PBS, Century of Self. First 10 minutes is going to tell you that Edward Barnes, the nephew of Sigmund Freud, was hired by the United States government to use propaganda to, in the 1920s, to make sure people in America spent more because the corporations were running out of money. Why? Because Susan only went to the store and bought what she needed. Mm -hmm. And they took the propaganda coming out of World War I and World War II. And he changed the word propaganda to the word public relations. It's in Century of Self documentary number one, the first 10 minutes. And it started with lighting torches of freedom because smoking was taboo for women and they lit the cigarettes and that is how they started the propaganda that you live under the day. And today is called commercialism. Consumerism, excuse me. Today it's called consumerism. They updated the matrix. You live in four different times and finished it when Bill Clinton was in presidency. It's what happened. And I ain't making it up. And every time I'm telling, I'm giving you my sources. In the United States, if you own, there is an act 
called the Omnibus Crime Bill. Y'all familiar with that? Familiar with that? Mm-hmm. Most of you are not. It has another name. Don't worry about it. Yes. This bill privatized Christian, no, excuse me, monetized pr- prisoners to the way you see it today. Remember that whole war on drugs movement? Mm-hmm. Mandatory minimums? That's what came out of this. Here's what happened. You get $86,000 for a prison sale. Oh, I got it written down. I'm going to give you exact numbers and I'm going to give you a link. I don't want nobody to say, you know, they, what they're going to say is, oh, I'm going to share my notes with you. This is a book I've been writing for like 10 years. I'm going to share my notes with you. This is my book, Resegregation, The Facts of the Black Oppression, The Facts of the Black Solution, and The White Ally. I ain't even done with it yet. But I got the notes right up in her. Right here is the Violent Crime Control Law Enforcement Act. And uh, we ain't going to bring this up for Anthony. Anthony was just talking about this. And in the United States, in the 90s, you get 82,000 for every jail cell and 27,000 for every prisoner in the jail cell. Am I, am I sharing my notes or my screen? Hold on. Just so you know, I think we can trust NPR, yes? Can we trust NPR? Is NPR a reputable source? Yes? Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. NPR, 20 years later, parts of the major crime bill viewed as a terrible mistake. Yeah. No blank, Sherlock. Now, Google how many Black people's in jail off that $110,000 per person. Google how many Black people. Put Grace on the calculator, please. (laughs) (laughs) It's the truth. It is the truth. What this means, Jerome, 27 times 2 is 27, that's 42, 42,000 to inmates per sale plus 86,000. Unearned income. I don't have to do no work. All I have to do is have a jail cell and keep it full. That's $150,000. See, see that? See that? See that? And then check it. The only way you can get stuck in this system is you're born a free man with the soul of a slave. I never left the point. I never left, I, Jerome, I never, ever, ever left the point. I never detoured. I never slept nor slumbered. I never left the point. And you say, well, I'm not going to jail. Okay, how's that credit card debt treating you? How's that home debt treating you? Like I'm in jail. <laughs> Most of you have a negative net worth and you have no idea. If you got a negative net, if you went to sleep with a negative net worth, shouldn't even went to sleep. And then based on your FICO, they're going to change the percentage at the way you pay it. Like, oh, no, you right. can't have 4%. We oh. got to give you 29. <laughs> that's, that's what's caused the 2008 Great Recession. Adjustable rate mortgages, arms. That's exactly what caused it. 
and all this we this just let me just do it again I, I put the link out there in the chat i believe this is npr in 2014 said this it should be uproar and you know who i'm not even gonna do that i'm not even gonna do that somebody championed that bill don't say president I, biden I, I, i'm not I'm it, not it is president I'm, biden I watch too much History Channel and stuff, Antonio. Don't 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 start. Gift wrap turds, steaming turds, and open. It's all the same. It's you all the same. Gift wrap turds until you open it up. I, I just, I, it's all the same. It's all the same. The NFL was a nonprofit until like four years ago. Yep. They made trillions of dollars and never paid a tax. During the pandemic, Vince McMahon got the WWE slated as a vital company. Why? Is that, listen, that's not wrong. That's somebody saying, I ain't got no soul of a slave. Let them other slave folk get mad at this. I'm trying this, this is not this has not been no talk lesson teaching about immorality. You can keep all that. Because let me tell you something. Let me tell you. <clears throat> I'm only talking now to black people and white allies. And the white allies do exist. Trust me, they do. And when they exist, they get treated like black people. So God bless them. You pray for them a little bit. Okay. Try to pray for them a little bit. I'm only talking to black people and white allies. Thank you so much for existing. Thank you. Your morality, because you got it in spades. Who work harder than the slave? Yeah. How you gonna outwork a slave? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then how you gonna have more integrity than, than a white person who gave up white privilege to help black people? Come on now, come on, help me out, somebody. Yeah. So let's just let's just let's just pause for a moment. You losing because of all that. Let me tell you what happened. I watched it happen. 2016 was the greatest year of my life and it didn't even happen to me. I was so proud. I was so proud I caught it. Oh, Jerome, the election of 2016 was such a beautiful blessing for me. Oh no, it was. Oh my God. I watched the winners say, I ain't gonna never vote for him. I got a daughter. Week later, he was the choice. Well, give him a chance. <laughs> Beyonce, Jay-Z, Beyonce cheated on his wife. Beyonce put an album out there, made millions of dollars. Jay-Z put an album out there in response to that album, made millions of dollars. They billionaires today. Had Marvin Sapp ever cheated on his wife? <laughs> you to be out there. You'd be out there crunching his CDs on the cars right now. Don't, don't you? Yep. Church folk are so unforgiving. Yep. You let you, Kirk Franklin went on Oprah and admitted he addicted to porn and y'all almost ran him under the ground. Your morality is killing you. This ain't about morality. Can I say something? You don't have to. Somebody ought to say in, something. In, in, in the space, that comment you made, about I made plenty folks. of inflammatory comments. Yeah. 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 
the church folk are so what? what unforgiving. Did you unforgiving. Unforgiving. Un unforgiving. And yet loving. Is that possible? I think not. No, it's, I'm just it's saying an it's because an in everything that you do, you have to be like Jesus said, forgive them. That that's that's mm. I, I feel you. I, I I I I feel you. Let me let me let me let me get ready to wrap this up. This is what I'm telling you. Be, be I said, first open uh, opening words was become the theme for the day is become diabetes. Is what I said. All right, bigger Grammy. Okay, become dabbers here. Now, do they like everything I said, Stradivar? Of course not. And I made sure I gave you the truth, and I inflammatory gave it to you. They gonna cancel me tomorrow. You understand what I'm saying? I make sure. But when you got to pick between two poisons, you need to pick the worst one. Y'all would still be out here thinking, I, I can't take, I watched black folk cry in 2016, how we lost the election. Hillary Clinton is not black. Hell wrong with y'all. No, 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 I'm still talking to black people right now. You've been losing, you're born losers. See, this is my Republican side coming out right here. You're born losers. Every last black person listening to me right now, you were born with PTSD. They, they, they don't even show nudity. They will block nudity from, from social media, but show a black man getting shot in the chest. That's the world you live in. Boobies get you cut off the social media. Shooting a black man make you famous. Have a GoFundMe. And the only reason why ain't, ain't, no, ain't, ain't no Jews getting shot in the street, no whites, no Asians. You know why? It's blacks. I'm still talking to y'all. Because you're broke. They would never exterminate anybody who can sue them. I know you don't like it. Somebody right now. No, I don't like it. I know you don't. You keep punching. You've been punching us in the face for an hour. Mm, mm, mm. I told you you weren't going to like me today. Because I got an hour and a half-ish to change your life. This is the Sunday before the New Year's. You know what I'm saying? This is it. I got, I got one hour. But they're Change facts and life. nobody can argue facts. Come on, Sister Booker. Sunday morning, get your money next. <laughs> All right. I'm telling you that you go out there and march. And all I got to do, you, you, you march, march against me. I just wait till Friday when you need me again. Mm. You need that paycheck, don't you? Go on clock back in. Is, I teach my kids this stuff. I teach my kids this stuff. It's a shame that we live in a society. I'm still talking to black people. It's a shame 
We live in a society when a black man can't have or a black woman can't have an indigenous black hairstyle without black folk getting mad at them. Don't make no sense. I was talking to my uncle one day. He, he, he sleeps with his ancestors now. He, he, this, this, this is who I got. I don't, don't let women open the doors. He didn't let his wife pump no gas. This is where I got this from. This is where I got this from. He put me to the side one day. And, and he used to, I don't know if y'all know about this culture. Watch Madea. Madea got a lot of cultural. Tyler Perry got a lot of culture stuff in there. When, when old black men get to talking, oh, Sunday morning just happened. You hear me? It, it, you can have more church when it ain't just a black man when you let some old black folk get talking jesus is gonna come up somehow it's just gonna come up somebody it's gonna be truth to jesus and i don't know which one it, 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 try it yourself i dare you to go try it i i, I dare you to go play some dominoes some small for my, my uncle pulled me to the side he about, he about 60 70 he said tony i see where you're going it's about it's about 2011 2010 I need to tell you something. I said, I said, yes, sir. What's up, huh? White folks started slavery. Black folk keep it going. Be careful. And he walked off. That's insightful. <laughs> I'm too young to talk like that, Jerome. You understand what I'm saying? Come on, Antonio. <laughs> the urban dictionary. The urban dictionary created by a white royal man. Come on, bro. Stop it. You're keeping us down, man. Keeping us down. I mean, he told me that I walked out. He was trying to tell me, you winning now. Oh, but you making a lot of black people mad. All right, I'm, I'm done talking to you, Black folk. I'm talking to everybody now. I'm talking to everybody now. So there, there, there was a lesson in there, wasn't it, though, Jerome? There was a lesson in there. You hear me? And I heard them loud and clear. I heard them loud and clear. Become Dabasir. Every last one of you are slaves. And it's not a diss. It, it ain't your fault. But it is your soul. You are here protecting your soul from hell's fire, but you ain't a watch your watch yourself, preacher. <laughs> you ain't accounted for capitalism. <laughs> you, listen, you can't just know the Lord. You got to know the tax code too. And all the loopholes, brother. All the loopholes. Sugar, you can you can be sanctified and holy all you want to. But as you drive to trade your time for money, you right where they got you and right where they want you. And I know this Yeah, you do. Go ahead. What about um when it comes like it's as if they are giving you things like so you you're not like indebted to them but they're giving you these things yeah. so it's kind of like debt but it ain't the same you know what i mean it's uh -huh. almost 
You know how they say money, money, they follow their money type stuff. Come on now. You know, and because they follow their money, now they got the right to check on this or check on that because they did this. Like, so is that the same thing? See, why not? Can't the landlord come in your house? Ain't that the truth. (laughs) You talking about? I'm I'm muting myself right now. You in my house. You don't even know you in my house. You in my house for real right now. Oh my God. (laughs) Landlords, all all landlord got to do is just send you a message, send you a little warning. We coming. That's it. Landlord come all in your house in this spec. As long as you don't, here's another way to prove that you don't own nothing. Pay your house off and stop paying your taxes and see if you own your house. It's called sheriff sale. <laughs> Pay your whole house off and stop paying your taxes and see. You you see if you own your house. You don't own no house. Your own house. I was talking, I'm not, I'm gonna talk, I'm, I was talking to black people, but I'm talking to all people right now. I was in church and Grace Pastor. <laughs> He put me up and talk all the time. That's what he do. Because he know I'm, he know. Listen, if y'all, please know I change. It's not. If you invite me to speak at your church, I'm going to do this. You understand? I'm just letting you know. I, I change. It's not. I'm telling you what it is. He, lo- he loves to use me so I can plow the field for him. You understand what I'm saying? Plow the field for him. We're in the same, the same, what you call it, uh, convention 72 churches in the convention and i'm the special assistant blah 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 and i told him one day i'm saying i said what a problem with the church is the uh, uh, excuse me this is black man talking to a black church by the way okay so when i say the church all we know is the black church we don't know the other church in the room is out Y'all not with me. You know what I'm saying? When you, you know, this is what it is, okay? All right. I say, I had a problem. The problem with us is the hypocrisy of the black church. And you thought they'd get mad. I have 15 deacons stand up. Come on, young man. Come on, talk about it <laughs> real quick. I said, come listen. This is what I said. This is what I said to the book. I swear to God, I said it. I could have 15 affairs, still pastor church. Oh, y'all don't like this. You let a woman, though, mess up one time. That woman will never pastor a church again. That's right. And that is not fair. <laughs> That's not fair. That is not fair. And I showed enough said it. Where's Grace? Grace, unmute your mic. I showed you. Grace presented this day. I showed enough said it. I sure did. You let a, what a, how, how did I start that talk off? Your daddy was there. Tell him what I said. I, I, my first words was what, Grace? Oh, she was there. Uh, I'm a preacher. Mm-hmm. And I don't like, I don't I like. I said pastor. Church. I said pastor. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a pastor. And I don't like eating in church. 15 deacons stood up. <laughs> I said, I'm a, I'm a pastor and I can't stand evening service. Because all we do is have a good time and swap money. We ain't saving nobody. 15 deacons stood up. Slave. Slave in your church. 
slaving you. As far as I'm concerned, black folk own two things. Our worship and our excuses. Black folk don't own nothing else. You own that debt. It's still still to this day. You put eight of us together, police gonna come in patrol. It's still on the books. You know what? You it's, ain't right. So I put eight of us together and they are going. They coming to the parking they, lot. They going down the street. They going to try to catch you on your way out. Like you ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have food that's too hot. Can't have food that's too cold. You can't have food that's too Polish. You, you can't have anything to anything unless it's too black. Slave. And the moment you do anything that makes you, this is my punch you in the throat spot. I want it to end right here. The moment you get into debt slavery, you black too. Congratulations. We both oppressed. All of us are. Because there is no sleep for a slave. You got to clock in. You have to track your money because the IRS says we, we may audit. Give me 10 flags, I'm auditing you. You got to. And to be honest with you, the IRS is actually unconstitutional. But I'm not going to bother you with that. Look it up yourself. Oh, let's go in on it. Let's go. <laughs> Look it up yourself. It's unconstitutional. We love the Constitution until it's time to bend it. We love free speech until somebody called me out on mine. But this is what I want to tell all of you. You more out of this slavery stuff? God bless the internet. Put them quotes back up there, Deanna, for me. I think it was the third one that I had Deanna sent out there. Oh, you want me to pull up the whole thing or just repost? <clears throat> pull up the whole thing for me. This is, this is my closing statement. You want out of this, you need to account for those ways to exist in America, like I told you, and just in capitalist society. Because ain't none of y'all going to know communist society. The second quote, read it out loud, Deanna. In fact, let me read it. The greatest invention of mankind is the written word. Second greatest invention. Second, the internet. And third is blockchain technology. Number two and three will make regular people incredibly rich. You can stop it, Deanna. That's your solution. Black, white, Jew or Gentile. Old, tall or short, young, fat and skinny. Don't matter. The internet. I can easily charge $999 for all this personal finance and, I, and would not, not a damn person to blame me. What I want y'all to do, I want you to become Dabasid. What Dabasid did is, as a slave, hear me well, as a slave, you give, me, give me three minutes, as a slave, he perfected his camel trading 
got rid of his slavery debt. And the same thing he learned as a slave, he used to make other slaves. There it is. I get it. I'm young. I'm black. This is my platform. If you put me in HBU, I clean up a little bit, just a little bit. I still got a master's degree. I know how to get scholarly. Don't get twisted. You put me in Europe, I can do that too. Put me in the hood, I can show enough hang there. No matter. I can exist in any platform. So I get it. You don't like it. But if you're still here, you're smarter than everybody else. Because you know they coming for you. They don't like you. Your whole pastor is about to die of a stroke because of debt slavery that the church owns. I don't know a single, I don't know a single pastor and I know way too many that ain't stressing about payroll every Sunday. That, that's too much. Even if the church can make payroll, that's too much. That's kind of stress to kill you, Jerome. The pastors die and they show me, I, I don't know about y'all, but it's a whole lot of pastors dying more than what I remember as a kid. And pastor suicide is on a rise. It's incredible. Why? Because we were taught, get the building. That's the property. That's the ownership. And now we've been paying for it for generations. And we had to refinance it during the flood or something. And it's killing us. And the people don't have the money they used to. And the sister Bookers and the sister Jeromes going off to sleep with their ancestors and now you done lost the tie pan members. Now you got a bunch of young knuckleheads in there. And, and, and mamas that still club with their daughter. See, y'all don't want It's all right. I got the same social media y'all got. You have to club with your doggone daughter. Somebody got to stop this. Come on, shout out to the party <laughs> grandmother. What are they doing? What are they doing? We going to the club, sharing my stockings and shit. What are you talking about? These are my mom's stockings. Are you kidding me? Like, wow, this is going to hell in the handbasket. Quick. It's incredible. It's incredible. Keep your money in your economy. Antonio, in one sentence. Give me a solution. You bounce your money around your community 17 times before you give it to somebody else. 17 times before it exits your community. My last words. But what do we do, Jerome? Black, white, Jew, or Gentile, don't matter. We get our money. We get in our car. We drive all the way past our community into another man's community and give our leverage away for stuff that don't last. 
there's a church song that say build only on what lasts. I ain't gonna bother y'all. It's a hymn. Only, what you, only do, <laughs> do what you do for Christ for last. Come on. It's a congregation of him. <laughs> Hallelujah, Don. <laughs> 17 times your money need to bounce around your community. And if you ain't got no community, congratulations. You're probably black. We ain't got no community. So, guess what you need to do? Get with people like this, the mastermind group have your own community and stop being so doggone loose with your community. Your community need to have folk to your weaknesses. And when it's time for you to go buy jewelry, guess what? You buy jewelry from your community and you tell the jewelry maker to spend back in your community. You need you a bonnet, you get somebody in your community to make bonnets. You need you some classes, you get somebody in your community that teach classes. You need personal finances, you get somebody in the community to do finances. You get 20 people to get $5,000, you buy, you put $100,000 down on an apartment complex. We doing that. We, we doing are definitely that. doing that. We doing that. You, you women that get $7,000 a month, I mean, a year for income taxes, put, put five of y'all girlfriends together. That's seven times, 30, five is 35. It's $35,000. You take your money and you put it in a hard income producing asset that you never have to work for again and you let folk out there but they energy give you unearned income and if you're not doing that you're gonna stay a slave antonio t smith jr you uh, 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 tech. are we going tech are we <laughs> going tech we going tech we going tech i see you at 10 30 <laughs> you can plant better you can dominate thank you everybody i sure hope you learned something since the book has said facts you can't even disagree with facts there you go. All right, everybody. Y'all have a good one. Have a great day. Love y'all. All right. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world. Not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic, $22 an hour with paid training, and I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well, 48 job positions, $22 an hour, paid training. And I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? 
And that's why you need Zip Recruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that Zip Recruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that Zip Recruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.